Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I am so honored today because I have Neha Gunn with me. And Neha is the founder of Lavov Digital, specializing in digital content strategy and marketing. The company has clients and partners all around the world. Neha is an expert in digital marketing, fintech, and digital fields. Neha was previously the co-founder of CMO of LaFinTech, a startup in Mauritius developing chatbots for small businesses. She was responsible for the business and marketing strategy and maintaining relationships with different stakeholders. She is a regular speaker at local and international events, host at the Bold Enough podcast, and mentor at Women Tech Network. Neha has done so many amazing things, um, but Neha, I would love for you to just really dive into your journey of everything that you have accomplished, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. Okay. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Caroline, for inviting me today. I'm very excited to share my journey with all of you. So um, I come from a tropical island. Uh, it's uh, called Mauritius and it's uh, an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Um, it's a beautiful island, you should all come one day. So where it all started, my journey. So I did, um, I worked four years in the corporate environment, the basic nine to five job. But I was, at some point, I started freelancing in parallel of my corporate job because I realized that um, I wanted to do more. And uh, in my job, I was in the project management field. It was challenging. It was okay. But then I realized that I liked more about digital marketing and the creativity. So I wanted to try it on as a freelancer. And I started building my portfolio and you know meeting up with new clients small clients small businesses and learning on my own self-learning so then um after the four years um i decided to quit my nine to five um and i decided to become full-time as a freelancer but at the same time i had a business idea with a friend um, so my friend was in the, he was a developer and um, since I was more in the marketing and business side. So we had an idea to help uh, small businesses to automate their manual task. And uh, we decided to develop a chatbot for that. So it would be only for the small business. Like, for example, let's say um, people who still do their um, quotation or invoices on Excel. So instead of using Excel, they just have to talk to a bot and tell the bot, hey, can you create a quotation for um, marketing services at $200? And the chatbot will just taking the information and it will already generate the PDF for you. So we had that idea and so we co-found, I co-founded that startup with him. <clears throat> 
and at the same time there was a business competition going on um, in the country usually they do that every year where you just submit your business idea and uh, we did that and we're among the finalists and then we got um, so when you want, when you win, uh, you get like uh, different business coaches who helps you to really understand your business and your product and how you can help other people with the business. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. It was um, the first, uh, my first entrepreneurial journey, if you can say that, like the first real business um, to really understand um, what is it about? Um, how do you manage employees? How do you manage interns? Um, how do you manage current ex- expectations? How do you um, de- deliver a product which is going to fit to the client needs? Um, how, do you, how do you deal with angry customers as well? Mm. Um, how do you deal with the failures and the success? And everything was new to, to me, but uh, it was an enriching experience and a learning experience as well. Mm. So I did that. Um, I was in the startup for a year and a half, and then I exited the startup to start something on my own, which I'm doing right now. It's all in the digital marketing aspect. Um, mostly focus on the content strategy, content marketing, content writing, um, the SEO, and uh, how to increase your visibility and your organic reach um, on Google. And I recently I started um, offering trainings to um, new businesses on how they can market their product better and uh, mentoring as well to the new entrepreneur. So it's been quite, quite a journey, if I can say. There's a lot yes. of things happening. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's so crazy how it all unfolded. And I love that they have a competition. I've heard this in other countries too. I haven't, I mean, maybe it's here in the US and I just don't know about it. But I think that's so amazing that you get that mentorship to really learn the ins and outs of what you need, especially because a lot of times you have to pay for a business coach or things like that, which is no problem. But at the same time, to really have that so you can mold into what you truly want to do with your business and how you can really help people. And I love you had that support for yourself and your business partner at the time. Um, So I'm curious what through that journey, because there's been a lot of things you've done, but what was the drive to really start your own business? Um, Like you mean the before the business or this one that I'm doing all of my own? (laughs) <laughs> um, well, let's start with the first business and then with on. <laughs> yeah. So the first one, I think it was that um, I always wanted to work on my own. The reason why I decided to quit the nine to five. And when the idea came, uh, it was exciting. And, you know, the idea was like uh, the main goal was to help um, the small businesses um the new entrepreneurs who really can't um have a lot of money work it's time consuming and i love that idea that we can use technology to help people and so it was exciting and uh, you know when the, we won the the competition as well it uh, really boosted and motivated us to do more and uh, then the support of uh, our business coaches and i guess it was like it was more a learning experience for me um 
it was my first business and there were so many things that I didn't know. Yes, the coaching helped, but at the end, it's usually you who has to learn new things, how to how to handle stuff and all of that. Um, so the learning experience was what drives me more in the first business. You know, it was always um, something new happening. I'm not saying only good things, but bad things as well. So everything is a learning experience, you know. It, it absolutely is. And I appreciate you saying that too, because every time you come into like a conflict, you have to learn how to resolve it or a problem or a situation. And so as you started building your own business, what was like some of the roadblocks that you experienced that maybe st- like made you stop for a second and how to reevaluate to find what the solution was to continue on? Yeah, so I would say the first challenge would be, um, yes, as an entrepreneur, you had an idea that you want to develop. um, But usually, I think it's a a common mistake that most entrepreneurs do. They think that uh, their product, their services is the best. And we don't actually think on the other side, like your potential customers, how are they viewing that product? How are they viewing that services? The way you're presenting it, um, you know, to put yourself in the shoe of your potential customers and then think that way. So I think the first challenge that we had is we were not, uh, I was not really thinking in the customer point of view. So which is okay because you can get really excited and involved in your own business that you forget that there is an outside world. And at the end of the day, um, you need to connect with those, with your customers. You need to make profits. You need to make the business run. And it's not going to run if uh, we're always inside that box. So yeah, so the first challenge, that challenge was um, to, get our, to get myself out of the box and actually go out and talk with um, people who I think could be the potential customer and just get their view you know just have a normal conversation hey if you had this service you had this product how would you feel about it would it help you would it help your business or do you think it's a waste of your time you know just to get those insights and those feedback are actually going to help you to give a better product, to give a better service. And this is how you actually get the best customers as well. That's very true. You know, you touched on something that's so important. It's sometimes we get so excited about something we have to offer that we don't do the market research ahead of time or, but we learn from that, of course. And I love that you really went out there and got the research and asked people really to help your product grow and your service, but also really getting into the market. And I think that's where a lot of people in the beginning make that, um, not mistake, but they learn that challenge quite early um, if it's not working, because you're right, at the end of the day, it's a service that you're providing or a product that you're providing. But if you don't know what the customers want or the client wants, how are you really gonna know in order to grow or scale your business? And so with that, what was some of, um, with the getting the research and really getting out there, what did you do? Like, how did you do that? Um, so to get the research in the market research, um, first I tried the traditional method, you know, having a questionnaires and surveys, a couple of questions. Of course, not too long uh, with a hundred of questions, it's going to bore everyone. Just, you know, get the 
things that you really want to know from your potential customers could be just 10 questions very straightforward which you can just circulate among uh, friends among uh, the your connections and everyone um, I think the more feedback that you can gather, the more it's important. And then just making a list of people who you think could be your future customers and just talk to them, have a conversation with them. Um, the face-to-face -face interaction also is very important. Um, it's one thing when the, you share your question or your survey, um, but it's another when you actually you know, go and meet that person and it doesn't have to be in a very formal setting. You can just meet them in a coffee shop um, mm -hmm. or anywhere else when it's very informal. I think the best conversations happens when it's an informal conversation and, you know, the people are very comfortable to actually talk to you. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, this is uh, what we did. And also the third thing, I would say that um, we... So I talk to people who are already in this business mm. just to get their opinion and how did they do it or do they have any advice or tips um, that they could share with me. Um, and then when we got all those feedback and everything and then I would say then you actually um, start to work on what you want to deliver and then it will be easier I guess. You know, instead of spending a lot of time and you think that you know, but actually you don't know. And usually this is why most uh, businesses fail because they didn't do a market research. They didn't actually talk to the people. Mm -hmm. And when the product or the service is on the market, nobody's buying it. Nobody is actually feeling it, you know, and uh, you lose a lot of money in the process as well. This is very important. I couldn't agree more. And I've learned that lesson too. And I know a lot of my friends have as well, but I, I think it's really important. I love that you went to people that are already in the industry and got their advice, got their words of wisdom of how maybe to navigate it a little bit clearer for you as well. Because I think like going to people that have come before you is really helpful because it saves you time and energy as well if you're able to. But I love what you're talking about, even getting the market research and talking to people, like just having a conversation, creating like a safe space for somebody to feel comfortable to answer those questions or just to have that conversation, because I think that's a huge part of it as well, just having that space. So I know I appreciate that hearing that and I'm sure other people as well and the people you spoke to. But I know you've had so much success, but if you could share with us maybe one or two success stories, whether it's a client or just in the process of growing your business. Um, so, uh, in the first startup, I would say the first success is was well, the first business would be to buy your first client, the first big client and actually being able to deliver something because when you're all starting out, you're just a small business who, um, no one knows about you and to actually get, um, a big client who believes in you and gives you an opportunity. So that would be a huge success and uh, secondly I would say during that journey um, so I managed to hire my first employees and actually um, work with them train them as well give them a space 
so this really helped me in terms of um, if I want to become a leader or a trainer or a coach or a mentor mm-hmm. I think it's it started there um, how you want your employees or your interns to feel when they're working with you mm-hmm. um, this was also a learning curve for me but it went well so mm-hmm. it was nice and um, and then I would say that um, yeah, so we managed to raise funding for the for the product with an investor, and uh, I would say that was the last success before I exited the startup, and it was a big one because um, going in front of investors and uh, a board of directors and uh, having to stand there and. Uh, talk about your business talk about yourself it's it was um like a big thing for me mm-hmm. i'm i was before i i'm sure i would not have been able to do that i was a very um shy person and introvert um so being able to cross that bridge and actually go in front of investors like complete strangers wow. and uh, talk about why um, why we why we did that? Why I believe in that, and why they should believe in you? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was a big thing for me to be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem like a natural now. Never know. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny you say that because I know you are a speaker both um, locally, nationally, internationally, as well as a podcast host. So I'm curious. Was that kind of the catalyst for like kind of the investors to now like speaking at all these events and really putting yourself out there in a speaking format? Yeah, I would say um, during that journey, um, I I had the opportunities to present um, the business and present the product um, first going out to talk to potential customers so against to talk to strangers on a one-to-one basis and then you know sometimes we used to have like a group of people to come and we had to talk about that and then the investors so i guess yeah this is what helped me to actually um be more confident in what i'm speaking about and uh it came uh, as a learning curve again as a process and of course there were people who help in terms of tips and advice mm-hmm. and yeah so now i'm i'm able to speak it's natural and uh, yep yeah, i love that mm-hmm. you know it sometimes it can be a little overwhelming especially when we're talking about ourselves i think when we're talking about a product or a service we know in and out everything that there is to that product but like investors that can be very scary i've never done that before but i'm sure people listening that might be on that verge of it anything as possible it's just being able to accept feedback when it's good feedback <laughs> um to improve in any way or practicing on people but also i love that it was gradual too just starting with the market research one-on-one two groups to now bigger platforms that you're on as well and i think that's just amazing what you've been able to overcome with everything that you have learned throughout your journey what has been maybe two or three pivotal tips that you've learned along the way that could help others? Um, first, I would say that 
um, no matter what you do, uh, follow your passion and only do the things that you love and you're comfortable with. Um, I, I won't say that being in my 9 to 5 job was, I really hate my, hated my job or anything. I didn't hate my job. It was a challenge. I loved, I, it was okay. But at some point I felt that this is not what I want to do in the long run. And I decided to go with my gut feeling and actually find something which uh, motivates me to wake up every morning. I didn't want to, you know, um, look forward for the weekends or hate Mondays, be happy for Fridays. I didn't want to live that life. So I know um, before even uh, trying to quit my nine to five, uh, it was actually a scary decision. You know, you have to could that stable job, that stable income, what's people going to think about me? Am I making a bad decision or anything? I would suggest to go for, for it. If you feel like really this is something that you should try, at least try it. It's sometimes not for people to just quit to 9 to 5, but you won't know it unless you tried something on your own. And um, there are a lot of people as well who are probably in the same space as you. So reaching out to this community and talking about it and then take the leap of faith is going to help um and and then another tip i would say um so when you're doing your business um it's important to choose um if you're going with a partner or a co-founder it's important to choose your co-founder wisely yeah it's it's a very um important thing because this is the person that you're going to work with on an everyday basis talk to and uh, on to be honest for me mental health is very important for me even in my business and i feel like we don't talk a lot about entrepreneur mental health and uh, we feel um there is so much of buzz like if you're an entrepreneur you have to hustle and hustle and don't sleep don't eat, just focus on one thing. I don't agree with that. I feel that there should be a balance. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you should give all your 100% energy into something and just stop doing other things that you love. Um, so having your co-founder, your partner is going to play uh, a huge role on your mental health as well. So if you have someone who is toxic, it's not going to help uh, in the business. It's going to affect you and the business as well, and it's not going to work. So some, so you have, we have to choose that very wisely. And um, if I may, I've, I think this was one of my failures as well that I didn't choose my co-founder wisely. So I, I can tell it today. I'm okay to share to share about it because um i feel people need to know well i actually in the beginning i you wouldn't know if uh, how your partner is so i think while you work with them the kind of business decision that they are making um is your opinion being valued is your input being valued are they listening to you when you're talking i think those are the signs to actually think whether you have a good partner a good co-founder or even um, when you lose a business deal when you lose a client how is your partner reacting to it you know those are the signs to actually look for and uh, 
eventually um, realize whether um, it's a good fit or not. And uh, I would also say that um, if it's if you have a business that uh, you started and everything and it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. It's fine. It's really um, taking it as a learning experience and you can do it again on your own. You can be successful again. You can be at ease and you can be peaceful again. So just because you had one failure in one business doesn't mean you can you can't do another one or two or three. Like you can do whatever you want as uh, as long as um, you are your mind is at ease and you love what you do. Those were like spot on, Neha. And I just have to go back. I want to touch on all of them. Well, first, just with the partnership, because I think that is so important, especially looking for the red flags or signs that it's not going to be a great partnership, but even like how people react. And I mean, my background is psychology, so I'm always looking at human behavior versus what people say. It's more of how they act. And I love that you really learn that. So going into business yourself, like you had all that knowledge base moving forward. And that's the beautiful thing about when something doesn't work out, you get to look at the lessons versus what went wrong. It's like, okay, well, how can I improve on that? How can I move forward from that? But the mental health piece too, if you're in a toxic relationship or partnership, business partnership, it's so important to really look for those things and take yourself out of that because it's only going to impact you negatively if you stay and it's not serving you essentially. Um, but the first point you said about like quitting your nine to five, you know, a lot of people are scared to do that. And I, I get that completely, but I love that you said, just try it, put the effort in what is possible. You never know what's possible. You don't have to hate your job that want to leave it. And that's okay. Like, I know I loved being a therapist, but it wasn't the right fit for me anymore. And just like what you were saying too, it's, you didn't not like your job, but you want to be excited when you wake up. You want to not be living for the weekends or happy hour, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know, but still like just all those factors of understanding, you have to follow your intuition. And I love that your intuition, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It's really internally because if you're the one living with yourself. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you want to be happy. You want to be waking up and knowing you're making a difference. You could be making a difference in your nine to five and that's great. But if there's something that's pulling you to something else, follow that. Like you never know what it could lead to because look where it led you and all the things that you've accomplished thus far and will continue to accomplish. But I just love that you pinpointed all of those aspects because I think all of them are so important when it comes to entrepreneurship, especially the psychological process of it, because it is not a walk in a park. It is not for everybody, but if you give yourself the opportunity and you really want it, it is possible and you're living proof of that as well. Yeah, it's true. I've <laughs> been so enjoying this conversation, Neha, but we're gonna jump into the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them. Okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> the first question is, who is your hero? um like superhero <laughs> yeah um uh i would say you know my first superhero um crush was spider-man ah. <laughs> <laughs> I <love> it. 
Yeah, that was when um, I um, I was uh, I was a kid and I watched Superman and Spider Man and then I said nope, Spider Man is going to be my first crush. <laughs> <laughs> Now of course we have so many, oh uh, you know. Where <laughs> It's a lot different than when we were younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what motivates you to work smarter? <clears throat> To work smarter, um, I would say because I like to um, have time for myself as well. Like I love what I do what about my business, but I don't want it to become my life. Um, I always try to remember that it's only a part of my life and there are other things that I love to do as well. So I need to work smarter and to be able to balance that um, so that I have more time to Do all the stuff that I love, it could be just a simple thing like um, playing with my cat and my dog or reading my book um, or traveling more. But uh, yeah, so always try to work smarter to save, not save time, but balance it, I would say. That is very important, being able to integrate it all and knowing what makes sense for us. But I love that you said it's not just your whole life is not your business. It can be your baby, but you also have other yeah. aspects too. So if you were a superhero, what would be your power or powers? So I'd like to be like the Flash. Mm -hmm. That was my second superhero crush. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to have his powers where I can just run. I like running, so I'd like to run a bit, little bit faster so that I can, if I just want to go to another country, I could just run that fast and go. <laughs> I love it. And you get to see everything too. Maybe, well, in a yeah. flash, but <laughs> keep it on brand. <laughs> What is the most daring thing you've ever done? The most daring thing would be uh, when I exited the startup. It was... Um, Yeah, it, it, I never thought that I would be able to do that because when I started it, when I co-founded it, it was my baby. And uh, I said I would put everything in that, all of my energy, all of my love, all my efforts and everything. And I will make it grow. I will scale the business and everything. And uh, it was a lot to exit the startup, um, especially when you think um, I didn't have a lot of support. Uh, when I decided to do that mm. and uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it actually because I did it for my mental health and I'm in a better space now so yeah I would say that, that you know to have all the eyes on you when the, you are already in one business and you already built a network and then you're going to leave um, a lot of people won't understand why you're making the decision to just go And uh, sometimes you have the fear, I had the doubts, I've had like, what would people think about me? What if I decide to do another business after that and then no one wants to work with me? You know, all this stuff. And then you have, you have a lot of people who tells you like, no, you should never give up. That entrepreneurial is all about hustling and never give up. Um, I don't think that, I don't really agree to that. I think that you should know at when you should give up. It's not about not giving up. It's just knowing if you have to give up, when is the time to give up? Yeah. That's a really good point because a lot of people will stay in a situation, regardless if it's business or life, where it's just because of what society thinks or what people in your network think. 
And I think you just brought something that's really key into that conversation of just how people might not want to work with you if you're starting something new. How did you kind of, I know this isn't a rapid fire question, but how did you push <laughs> through that? And how did you really navigate leaving the first business and starting your own? Like, what was that like the thought process and dealing with people too? What was your response? Um, I would say the decision to leave, to exit the startup didn't come um, overnight. Um, it come like, you know, months and days of thinking and overthinking. Do I really need to do that? Or am I just making a mistake? Mm-hmm. And uh, it also affects your uh, um, thinking ability. So what I did and um, around the time, I didn't have a lot of support in my environment about this because all almost all the people that I knew were people who stayed in their business for a long time. Even, uh, you know, they are not people who um, would understand why I'm going. So then what I did was to try to talk to strangers who had businesses and I strangers who had several businesses and uh, I did not even know them. I just reached out to them on LinkedIn or networking group and i just said if i could just have a chat with you on anything and just to get their point of view because uh, they are strangers they'll be all neutral about your situation and actually give you good advice instead Mm -hmm. of um, always going to the people who are already in the environment that you're in because they might not always understand how you're feeling and it's a different state of mind, you know, when you talk to a stranger or when you talk with someone who's, um, who you're seeing every day. It's it, it's just like that. So mm-hmm. I had their advice as well. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it, it all came down to really me at the end because I had to make the decision. So it, was, it took some time, of course, to get over the fear and uh, get over the doubt and actually be very confident in my decision that uh, yes i'm going to do it and i just told my i told myself that okay if my odd next business doesn't work i'm going to be fine with it i'm going to face the consequences because it's my decision um but right now in the moment all i'm feeling is that i need to leave um for the sake of my mental health and I feel like I need to leave and I feel like I need to do something on my own. Yeah. So this is what I'm feeling in the moment. And uh, I'm going to trust that um, gut intuition or whatever energy or you may want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I trusted it and then I, I, I left. And uh, of course, <clears throat> I didn't start my next business right away. I took a month of just disconnecting with everything and relaxing and changing my environment to actually really think what I really want to do. So not jumping into something right away. Mm. Just took some time for myself, did a lot of things that I love um, that I did not have time to do before. And then eventually slowly um, starting the other business that I have today. And then, thinking also all the mistakes that i'd done in the previous one and not repeating them learning from them and then just having another vision of how i want my life to be now 
um, you know, with as I said, like balancing everything, having time for my other stuff as well. Um, I know business is about making money, but no money is worth your mental health or the other things that you love. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I created that, and it was it went fine. It was so it's okay now. Everything <laughs> is fine now. <laughs> People still want to work with me. <laughs> Well, you know, I love that you just again trusted your intuition and understood that, like how how to prioritize your mental health because you're right, no money is worth your mental health because you don't have that mindset in your health overall. You can't create businesses, you can't do all these things you want to do if it's not aligned. Some people push through that, but at the same time, why? Why push through that if you really need to? And it's I love that you honored yourself and what you needed and your boundaries as well. I talk a lot about boundaries, um, but like knowing that enough is enough and I can't do this. And I love that you took a break too before you jumped in. I think too, it's just like re-grounding yourself essentially and just being able to hit the ground running once you were ready. And I think people think, well, I need that hustle culture we're talking about. And it's not always the hustle culture, it's what makes sense for us. And every human being is different and what we need is different. But I think it's beautiful that you honored your mental health and now it brought you to here today. So with that being said, thank you for sharing that. What is the phone app that you use the most? Um, My music app, it's a Deezer. Music is good. It's good for the soul. <laughs> what is the last book that you've read or listened to? The last book that I finished last week was uh, a book called... Uh, it was about... I forgot the title, but it was about the girl, a solo traveler, um, mm. who traveled to Turkey and her experiences as a woman. To, And I was very intrigued by the by the book, so I wanted to read it and uh, you know we're all women and we travel and uh, it, it's interesting to read those kind of books you know from woman perspective and i didn't know it was actually a true story it was based on a true story so it was very interesting yeah i know it sounds really good sounds very intriguing definitely got to check that out uh what is your favorite family recipe whether it's a traditional one or you just love making it together um so so my family comes from um the hindu family mm-hmm. so um we so every year there is a festival um that is celebrated um for the hindu uh, community and of course everyone can participate so there's a traditional uh, sweet that we make um it's uh it's very crunchy and inside there is um, coconut and sugar and rice and uh, other stuff which is um, a bit sweet and this is the traditional um, recipe of the family that we always do together every year no matter what happens we need to have that <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking I was like have I had that before what what's the um, dessert called uh, it's called, uh, I don't know if you'll be able, uh, Mudok. <laughs> I've tried a lot of Indian food, um, especially from Hindi culture as well. Um, so it's just curious. But so if you had to describe yourself as an animal, personality type, what animal would you be? 
Um, that's an interesting question. I think I'd be a mixture of a cat and a dog. I have a cat <laughs> and a dog, and we get along. <laughs> I can see myself in them. No, or, or maybe they, um, they, they are they just their personality is just like like me. It could be that too. Or I raise them like me. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you know, I hear this a lot, and I see it with my own dog. Like the the dogs or cats or any animal I have at home becomes the personality of the. <laughs> yeah. Or similar. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I can see myself in them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm glad they get along. Sometimes cats and dogs don't get along. Yeah, it took uh, like my dog is older, so it took a year for him to accept the cat. Yeah. But they are not friends. They are just housemates, mm. and they accept their each other existence, and that's it. That that's all that they want for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's fair. At least they're getting along in that re perspective. <laughs> um, so, if you have a day off, what is your favorite way to spend that day off? Um, my day off would be either to go trekking in the forest. I like to do that um, because it's quiet or to go to the beach and uh, just sit down and uh, read my book so even when I'm tracking the book will be would be here so <laughs> I can find just a place to sit down and read mm, love that clears the mind too good, good aspect um, so what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry um interesting so if i take the industry that i am about digital content marketing mm -hmm. um sometimes when i speak to people who are not in the industry and mm -hmm. it's quite normal to get those type of questions because they are not in the industry um you people think that marketing is all about um publicity or advertising um which is the um, but actually, it's more than that. It's actually going into um, the shoe of your customer. So it's not, um, not even your customer, it's your client customer. So as a marketer, um, we have to really dig deep into that aspect and understand really um, if my client customer would, for example, read that article, how would they feel? and really understand the industry mm -hmm. so like for me i i work with clients who are in different industries so they could be in real estate they could be in the tech which are industries who are very different mm -hmm. and i have to really understand their industry before i can actually do some work which is which is quite interesting because then i have a notion for all of the industries that i'm working with you know, to it's not always um, just uh, just high level understand what they do. It's getting really deep into what they do, thinking like them, thinking like their customer, researching on their industry, what is going on. So there is a lot of stuff that as a marketer, as a content marketer, um, we do. So it's not always... Um, just publicity, just advertising or, or the social media, um, Facebook, Instagram or anything. Yeah. Um, it's really becoming um, 
I would say, a researcher, um, grasping the industry, really understanding and quite like uh, like a learning, like you're learning new stuff, like you're, uh, yeah, it's, that's why uh, I like, uh, I like that because each time I have a, a new client in a new industry, it's like a whole new world is opening and you're like going to get into that world. That's so true. Thank you for sharing that too. I, I feel like that just gave everybody a little synopsis as well of what really goes on. It's not just like the social media, it's everything underneath that as well. Neha, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know I've learned so much. I know everyone listening has learned so much, but if you could let us know where we can find you, I'm gonna link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Um, so you can find me, I'm usually more active on LinkedIn and uh, so I will give you that, you can put in the description and so I have a website um, for the business, so it's just leoverdigital.io where you can, I can, you can find everything that I do in terms of business. I also have a podcast that I started this year about mental health. So it's called the Bold Enough Podcast. It is where I invite people um, to share their stories, terms of mental health and what they've gone through. You can find the podcast on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, everywhere. And uh, yeah, it was very nice talking with you today, Caroline. And uh, I hope that this conversation will help people, um, inspire them, motivate them and uh, help them to follow their passion and what they love to do. Yes, thank you, Neha. And you are absolutely right. I know it's going to help so many people and just really, especially the talk and conversation around mental health, that's something that's so dear to my heart. Even though I don't practice anymore, it's still something that's so important. And I love that the podcast is really about that and people being open and able to share their stories of really moving forward, but I love what you were doing in the world. I love that you followed your passion and how you're helping so many people in so many spaces, to be quite honest. But thank you again for your time, your energy, and your beautiful soul. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Neha today? I'm sure she would love to see it. I know I always do, and we will see you on the next video.